Welcome back to the Mackham in the Middle podcast. Another Sunderland game has passed and another game that has a lot of talk and discussion to be made around the defeat at home to Hull City. Obviously, we played them not too long ago at their ground. Jack Clark scoring the winner in that game. However, it was a very different story yesterday with Fabio Carvalho on loan from Liverpool scoring the winner to make it 1-0 to Hull City, which just piles extra misery onto the state of Sunderland at the moment, which will, again, probably be what we mainly focus on as opposed to the actual game. Because, quite frankly, John, everything is going wrong at the club at the minute. Yeah, it is. Um, we Obviously, we can't sugarcoat it too much. Um but I think, well, certainly I'm of the opinion if if the stuff on the pitch is good, you know, and we're we're playing that good football and, you know, it, things are going well, you know, we don't tend to... Obviously, there still needs to be that, you know, goodness done off the pitch, but you're probably sort of putting those to sort of one side and you're, you know, maybe letting them sort of get away with... Obviously, we know what's come to fruition now about, you know, things upstairs and obviously the Black Cats bar shenanigans and all them. We'll call it shite. Um, but yeah, just the whole the whole thing seems to maybe crumbling. Um, again, we could go into many, many things. But yesterday was just a bit of a... I don't know, sort of a... Well, it's, it certainly wasn't a good night for Michael Bill, let's put it that way. Yeah, we'll get the we'll get the game out of the way first because, like I said, I think very similar to the Newcastle game, very similar to the game against Ipswich as well. A lot of the focus at the minute isn't on the games that are being played and more so everything that's going on at the club. So we'll start with the actual game itself, which, as a watch, you know, I was there. Obviously, I imagine you were watching on TV. People, I think there was allegedly forty thousand there. Obviously, I don't think there was that actually was that many there in reality. But for every single person that was watching that game who is affiliated with Sunderland, what a dismal, boring night of football it was. Yeah, it was. And again, we can, you know, we'll go back to the goals that we scored last season and how how well we played. Some of you know, some of the footballs just, you know, one touch, bang, bang. And we we absolutely tore, you know, teams to shreds and you know, maybe I'm maybe giving the benefit of the doubt. Maybe that some teams, some not all, some have maybe worked us out. You know, and and sort of doubled up on on Clark. Um, but yeah, like I don't I don't know where it's where it's gone wrong. Obviously, we struggled towards the end of Mowbray. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Albeit, we probably would have still picked up you know decent ish results. Um. But but your last night just yeah I mean I hate to I hate to criticise but just yeah it was it was like you say it was slow it was boring um, you know I don't know where our press has gone I don't know maybe we sold that it wouldn't surprise me because we you know we're we're loving to sell sell our soul at the moment um, so yeah it wouldn't surprise me because they were crap playing out from the back um, and we didn't we didn't really press you know at all and we're we're the home team and we're expecting the stadium light to be a fortress, um, you know, and, and teams to come here. And, you know, I thought Liam Rosini said that they were, it was their worst performance. But I thought they were, they were all right. You know, they did the dirty stuff. They did what was needed of them and they go home with three points and we get, 
you know, sweet, sweet FA. I mean, tactically again, just, I mean, like a point to a host of things, you know, I think Trey Hume being on the left, I think that, that I mean, we'll, we'll not, start, not... we'll start with the initial head scratcher of the night, which again has been the case for the last few weeks, really, which is the team selection. You've got, if you go back to the Preston game, which again, I know we've mentioned this before, but we're going to mention it again. Rusin scores probably best performance from a striker, you know, since Gellhart. Uh, granted, we haven't had too many of them. Gets his goal, first striker to score a goal in about what feels like about a decade. He gets rewarded for that by getting dropped in the next game for Abdullah Bar, who had been in shock and form. Abdullah Bar then comes in against Ipswich, gets an assist, probably our best player on the pitch. In that game, becomes the first player to get subbed off. Interesting, that was that game. So you're thinking, right, Abdullah Bar probably deserves to start this game. And then Abdullah Bar gets dropped after having a good game. Rusin comes back in. And, you know, we'll kind of get under the shape because I'm, I think people will have seen the the picture that um, I think it was. Yeah, I think SA, it's an Yeah, there, there was a picture of like Sunderland's average shape during the game. But like I say, Abdullah Bar getting dropped after having a good game. Rusin getting dropped after scoring the first goal a striker scored this season. Like, again, the team selection yesterday before a ball was even kicked just raises so many question marks as to like what what is the plan like why you keep your good players on the pitch if someone's in good form you play them yeah exactly and like, like you say that picture showed you know told told a thousand stories um you know we're 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 shoehorning in job at the moment you know at, at the moment i don't think he's at the top of his game you know he needs to come out um you know, we've we've got players who are definitely guaranteed to play. Um, and then we've got our players who are sort of, you know, Rusin, Bar, you know, easy targets that we can just go, well, you know, we'll just we'll just take them out. And, you know, to me, I thought Rusin touched the ball more times against Newcastle than he did yesterday. You know, granted, yeah. I don't think he was he was very good. And to be fair, he's just had two weeks off. So he should be, you know, he should be really refreshed. But even him, his pressing wasn't great. I didn't really see him busting the gut like I had before, but then on the flip side, you know, he's been, he's been put in, he scores, then he's been, you know, then he's taken out, then he's put back in. It's like, you know, they're, even though he's 25, these are still, you know, still young lads who are still learning. And, you know, you're flipping him out like constantly, you know, and then, then you're letting other people who aren't as good, you know, like I'd say Equa and Job are not, not great um, at the moment. You're sort of letting them, you know, they, they can just play no matter what and no, you know, what's what's Chris Rigg done? Yeah, I know he's young, but if he's part of the squad and he's played well and he's, you know, somewhere along the line, he's probably one of our top scorers in the league, albeit he's got one, you know, but he's scored, he's probably scored more than, you know, Hamir, Mienda, Burstow, you know, Roberts put together. So yeah. it's, you know, we're, we're going on Alshish. Alshish seems to have been, obviously, we know what happened last week, you know, but we, we were told, you know, these are kids, they're going to make mistakes. Yes, that's true. And then, you know, after Equa made the mistake of it last season against Hull, it was now straight back in. They're going to make mistakes. Same as Dan Neal, they're going to make mistakes. We've got to ride it, blah, blah, blah. But now you don't see how sheesh. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm at risk of doing the same to you as what I did to Michael, which is a lot of interrupting. But uh, it's just so, like, again, I, I said we're going to talk about the game more so than anything else at the minute, but it doesn't really work like that because. Sunderland's model at the minute is to sign young players, develop them, realistically sell them for profit, start again. 
Sunderland seem to be signing young players and not developing them, not giving them any game time. And yeah, when Himmy has played, granted, I think he came on yesterday and, and looked good. He you know held the ball up, played some nice football, had scraps to feed off, but probably won't see him again for God knows how long. Roosan comes in and doesn't really get much of a chance, you know, starts against Preston, gets a goal, gets dropped. Abdullah Bar, obviously he was here last season, played quite a bit, but, you know, the, all the players that we're bringing in to, in quotation marks, develop, we're not giving them a chance to develop because we're not giving them a chance to, you know, let alone get on the pitch, but, you know, maintain a run of form. Yeah, yeah, spot on. Or if if you're talking about the model, which we we know the model is the model, that's fine. But then we've got to then be touting around our players who are worth a bit of money because it doesn't look like the owner's going to dip his hand in his pocket, you know, anytime soon. There's no, you know, sort of nice outlay that we can do, apparently. So then you've got to then tout um, around these players because, like I said, that is the model. If someone's thinking about, I'll say, we'll say Dan Ballard, for instance, or Jack Clark, someone's touting them, you know, for sort of 25 million you know, we've got to be looking and going, well, we can we can reinvest that money. You know, you'd think that's that's the model. We need to obviously progress the model. On the flip side, what have we seen with the Ross Stewart money? What have we seen with Lyndon Gooch? The Lahadji money is supposed to be good. You know, we we ripped off the mags apparently for the Black Cats bar, which would have been good money. Where is that money plus the owner himself putting in money? So what makes you think? Upon say Jack Clark being sold, say for twenty five million, what makes us think that that money is going to go back into the club? You know, and even on the flip side, what makes you think it's going to be able to replace Clark to any sort of decent level? You know, and you and you could flip it again a different way and think, you tell me, like you know, Pritchard, one of the better players. There's rumours about his contract and and stuff and that. You tell me if he really wants to be here with Michael Bill, you know, Jack Clark as well. They'll turn around in the end and they'll say, look, I can't be doing this. You know, what are we doing? He's, you know, the, we, are, players... we are a good team. We're a good team. So what? Yeah. We're, we're, we're not helping those people on the pitch, you know. We're not getting in those extra experienced players and, and everyone's not getting a fair shot. And, you know, it was Burstow last week was allowed to play. This week it's Hamir. Whereas in the week, I'm sure they said Hamir is probably going to be good for a loan. Which, like someone someone pointed out, it's like Mayenda played for the under-21s, which, you know, <clears throat> he's a striker that we signed and should he be playing for the under-21s and not getting a chance at the first team, who knows? But he was there, scored two goals, and like you say, the report comes out a few days later that him and he might be going out on loan. Okay, sort of makes sense, kind of. What doesn't make sense is to then have him in the squad and Mayenda, despite scoring two midweek in the under-21s, to not be in the squad whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. And and these, like we're saying, these are young kids, and you're. It's a very scattergun approach, and they're going to be all over the place. Well, am I ready? Am I not? Like, if I was Jewis and Bennett, not say he's the answer because he, you know, let's be honest, he probably isn't. But he does well against Southampton. No one's seen him since. He hasn't got one bit of, you know, football. You know, Mowbray was like, oh, he's happy to go and play for the twenty threes. Yeah, I'm sure he is because he's a kid. He wants to play football. So what has happened? Let's let's get rid of him then. Because it's all—it's clear to me he's not going to get a chance. He's just hoarding up a space on the bench. He's not going to get a chance. Rig isn't getting a chance. So leave him be. Like, you know, especially Rig, put him back in with, with the kids. Let him play every week. They play at decent levels. They play in the Premier League too. They'll be playing against decent, decent-ish players. You know, but we... Oh, just, yeah, it's just... 
it's just such a frustrating one. And like you say, that picture yesterday proved the recruitment isn't, you know, on the face of it, you could probably say, oh, it's recruitment's been decent and we got all these young kids who are decent and we got this and we got that. And But to me, yesterday, from a super coach and all the amazing coaching that Speakman says he's seen, I didn't see anything different to what Mowbray does apart from a Mowbray regress, if if you know what I mean. It was I mean, sort of a... The one thing I would say is, which I think I've probably been a mistake in saying, is to say there's been no difference since Beale came in. Because I would say there is, just not in the way that you'd want it to be. No, because where's that? Where's that positive? When a new manager comes in, it should be right. You know, old I, I think the best way to put this as well, and this is you know, pretty much every game since Bale's been in charge, we've looked like the away team. Yeah, that's and that's fine when you when you are the away team and you're going and you're trying to pick up results. That's fine. You know, when we went to Hull, it wasn't pretty, but we got we got the job done. That's fine. But unfortunately, with the onus is on us at home, and regardless of whether people class as a big club or not big club, and remember the Bolton six 0 which people keep fucking reminding everyone. You know, we've we've come a long way, and we are. I think we are still within our right to be able to expect a certain level of competitiveness in this league we've seen it 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 shows to me the owners and I think we'll see it in the next two weeks where these owners really want to go because Speakman's come out and said he wanted he wanted we'll say promotion I think he did say top two that's not going to happen and even the playoffs we are going to have to put some serious results together that as well we're going to have to add to the squad are we going to really add to the squad do we really want to add to the squad because by all accounts it's quite bloated you know, so we are going to have to ferry those people out. So the next two weeks is already going to show us. And at the moment, it just seems like we're just plodding to the end of the window. You know, we might have a good deadline day, fine. But we haven't given ourselves any chance. And I know the market is quite slow, but that doesn't interest me. You know, because we have got, I'm not saying go and blow millions, because that's not what I'm saying. But there are scouting network, who we have, one of the best in Harvey, apparently, who's been travelling the world on all expenses paid by the club, which, again, is fine. You've got to unearth us some decent enough players who can come in and fit a system to play. Like, we're still trying to play Ekwer and Dan Neal, sort of as, as holding midfielders. They're not holding midfielders. People keep saying Jay Matetti is going to be the answer. Not the answer. You know, he wasn't even in the squad yesterday. So that tells me he's away. So again, it's the badness of, you know, we're saying good recruitment. It, lo- it looks to me it's bad recruiting. You know, there's no balance on our wing play. So Jack Clark gets the ball and he's got four players around him. I think he got everyone booked yesterday in Hull. Literally yeah. nearly everybody, just on his own. You know, and there was no width. We're talking about um, a guy who's playing right back, who's ideally a centre back. And he was our threat down the right wing. Do you know, it's, oh, it's... The, the whole thing just is, is is weird how it's gone so wrong. And then rightly so, because of what's gone on on the pitch, you know, and all the stuff that, that has talked about high performance, bollocks and LinkedIn speak and all that rubbish for all that is for, yeah, for me, it's just not, you know, it's, it's just not good enough. And that goes right to the top. You know, you, we can say, oh, or people do say, don't they? Oh, well, you can't blame the owner. You know, no, I think you can. You know, he's the owner at the end of the blame day. Everyone. Happy to blame Ellis Short. Happy to blame Donald and Metvin. You know, it, to me, the culture starts at the top. And that's it. And we know it's shambles from everything. You know, I, could, I can list 10 things that are awful. Even going back to pre-season, playing against shit American teams. It didn't really teach us anything, you know. 
So, you know, it's... Well, we'll see what the minutes come out with from the uh, Red and White Army. I don't expect too much because I know the club will have, uh, you know, because there hasn't been, even been a whisper or a rumour or anything come out of that. So that'll be tightly lit, but we'll see what comes out of that and then, you know, go from there. Yeah. Um, the last thing we'll touch on about the game before we, you know, like I said, there's plenty of other things to talk about, is the goal, which comes from a player who everyone said someone should sign. Um, attacking player, creative player, someone who will chip in with goals, someone who has attack and quality. And he's gone to Hull. Why has he gone to Hull? Because Hull has shown ambition that they want to achieve something in this league. If you look at some of the players they brought in on loan this season, obviously Tyler Morton, who just to add in there might be the dirtiest player in the league, I think. Um, he's on loan from Liverpool. Liam Delap, I think, is at Hull, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Fabio Carvalho now as well. Hull are willing to pay wages that other teams maybe aren't to improve their squad. And I'm not entirely sure where they are in the league now. I wouldn't be surprised if they've gone above us. But, you know, they're showing that ambition. And I said this after the Ipswich game with Michael, put money on Fabio Carvalho to score. Because he's a player we should have been all over. And he's a player that would have improved our team. And lo and behold, we lose 1-0 to a Fabio Carvalho goal. Yeah, again, we'll... You know, we we can dissect that and it probably just sums it all up at the moment. You know, I think still a lot of criticism of of Luke O'Neill at centre-back just being far too casual. Ridiculous, you know, bit of defending for me. Um, you know, just deal with it. We don't have to be cute, you know. Then obviously the goalkeeper comes out. Um, if anything, it's a foul. Linesman's about 10 yards away. And then if it's not a foul, okay, fine. Yep, right, get that. It comes off him. How the linesman's not seen that, fine. But then we've got to defend better. And we don't. And we're lethargic. And we seem to get undone by set pieces for some reason. It's it's just not, not good enough at all. Um, you know, and we're talking about some... <sighs> It's, if the young, if the, if it was the young, the real youngsters making the mistakes again, you could say, well, they're young. You put it down to experience, blah, 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 blah. blah. But we're talking about Luca Nine, who's probably the most experienced player in the squad. You'd say, albeit he's very newish to the centre back role, but you've got to accept that those things are going to happen because that's the type of player he is being moulded into a centre back. And again, that's just another. Frustration, but are we going to sell Luco Nine to a Premier League club or a European club for good money? Probably not. Have we got Jensen Silk there? Who, to be fair, his feet are very, very good for a very tall centre back. Um, you know, the Dutch are renowned for their for their very good big centre backs. Um, are we not hindering his development a bit by not not playing him in there? Maybe does that mistake happen if he's not a centre back? It's. I think that's just another. Another issue, you know, within the the Sunderland coffin, uh, shall we call it? But yeah, just awful defending, um, and yeah, it's just you know you have to suck one of those up, unfortunately. And you knew once they scored, I didn't have any any uh, hope that we'd get back into it. Yeah. You know, I saw I saw the quote from Bill after the game said, "Oh, we need to be better in front of goal." I was, mate, we need to we need to get in front of goal first. Different if we were getting in front and just missing loads of chances, but we weren't, mate. Like you know, I don't think Rusin, you know, got a sniff at all. No. You know, it doesn't matter who you, it doesn't matter who you put there. 
You know, again, it goes down to tactics. Why are we not getting players around him? You know, he was surrounded against Newcastle. It goes down to tactics and it goes down to, again, decision-making from, you know, the, the head coach, the, the coaching staff, which I said at the time, I seen Hamir warming up. I think he was the first sub we put on. I said, he's going to take Roosan off of Hamir here. He shouldn't. We should go two up front. Take Job off because, you know, I like Job. A very good player. He's going to be a very good player. But, recently he's been absolutely shocking and if I was any other player that had been dropped by now he needs a break from the team he needs a rest he's been you know burnt out similar to what Dan Neal did in that league one season and that's going to hinder development I said Job should come off Hamid should come on go two up front and you know just occupy defenders again I don't want to repeat what we've said in other podcasts but what I said to Michael after the Ipswich game was if you put two up front that's one less defender that can you know track Jack Clark then Jack Clark has a bit more space Jack Clark has that space, he gets a ball in the box, we have two players there. But again, we, we take a striker off for another striker, inevitably against Stoke, Bruce will probably be dropped and you'll you'll see, I don't know, Barr playing as a striker again and the whole shape will be off. And just, like you said, the decision-making, the tactics, it's it has genuinely got worse since Moberg got sacked. Yeah, let's let's not sugarcoat the tactics yesterday, especially last twenty minutes, were dog shit. Hundred percent. I think I counted at one point. So they brought off Carvalho and put Sharp up front. Now Billy Sharp's about forty; he can't run. They brought another defender on, and obviously they pushed right back um, into their half. I think Sharp was even playing sort of a bit like centre midfield. And I think after that, I counted like five players, sort of on our on the halfway line. Why do why have we got five players? You're not occupying anyone. They'll they'll be happy to sit and watch us knock, you know, five or six sideway passes and then try and find Clark. You know, we've got no width on the right, you know, on that on that side. So there's no balance. It's not like we can choose Roberts and Clark, you know, and then the squad depth after those two just isn't good enough. Um, and like you say, we need people in the box occupying defenders I think even Job was sitting outside the box you know why can't we go up to up top and make them think about it because we were camped in there we were getting the ball in there you know I think Dan Ballard was playing as a bit of a unorthodox striker but you know but he's not a striker he's not going to score you know it's again we're going back to it Christian Speakman saying oh some of the best coaches I've seen that's amazing mate that's really good for you that you've had a good day watching the guy you appoint have a really good coaching session because if he has, which you're saying he has, which, okay, fair enough, we're not seeing it. We're not seeing these tactical masterclasses that apparently you keep banging on about and who this guy, out of all your data-driven stuff, I'll call it, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not up on all on all of that. Um, you know, those, those things that are churned out should be able to give me or give us a better output than what we're seeing. You know, is yeah. it a case that we need to rip it up up front? And we need to get a more old-fashioned winger and get the ball in the box, you know, and, and flood the box, you know, because when the balls did come, they didn't come anywhere, the strikers, you know, Rusin was in and the balls were played back. The amount of balls we did actually get into the box and played back, no one was there. Yet we played with about six number 10s in the team at times, which is where you'd think they would be. But again, it's just, it's not good enough. And I'd I'd love to have the thoughts of, of Proctor and Dodds and see what they see, um, see what they would say about the whole thing. I think I, you know, I, I can't 100% say it was it was true, but you saw Pritchard sort of having to go back at Bill and you're thinking, what's what's going on here? Yeah. You know, because to be fair, like two months ago, 
or three months ago, you know, it was all right. We know we had a really good season. We may have overachieved a bit with having Ahmad in the team. But at the moment, yeah, we just, you know, if you're going to fill the team with kids, which we have, and they're going to go through bad times, you've got to have the people there to be able to pick those people up. Can Michael Bill inspire those players? Because to me, he's, you know, in his interview, he said, oh, well, the, they, the fans shouldn't boo you know, the players. I don't think they were booing the players, mate, because they're giving, yeah. they did look like they were put the effort, most of them. Probably one or two, I'll probably say, need a bit of a rock up the arse. But you're, like, you're not inspiring them, mate. You know, there should be young kids playing for a massive football club in front of so many fans. You know, they should go and embrace that and they should be fearless. And that's why when I see like players like Chris Rigg, you know, and, and Bennett on the bench, not saying they're the answer because I don't think they are, but mix it up a bit, inspire someone, make someone a little bit unsure of their position you know, all of them, and say, can you go out there? Can you perform? Can you do it? And if they can't, that's fine. That's on the recruitment or it's on the, the coach. But the coach doesn't strike me one little bit as being able to, you know, one, once you do lose the fans, which, you know, I haven't seen anyone or many sort of pro Michael Bell. I know he wasn't a popular appointment, but you sort of give him a chance. I've seen nothing, nothing at all. And that, that again, that's on the club. I mean, that, that leads on to the last thing we'll talk about, because quite frankly, I don't think anyone really wants to look ahead to the next Sunderland game at the minute, which, just for the note, is going to be Stoke, and I think it's at home. But the last thing we'll touch on is the fact that you are getting sacked in the morning, was a chant straight after that whole City game, which I think he's been in charge for seven games. It is probably the quickest I've ever seen a manager, I say, lose the fans, which I don't think is really the right way of putting it, because I don't think he ever had the fans. I think the minute... Even the you know the the rumor that he could have been considered for the job came out you know he wasn't wanted. Um, he comes in, we lose three 0 at home to Coventry. That again didn't help us cause. And ever since he's come in, you know I'd be very surprised if I ever meet a Sunderland fan that thinks you know what we should give Bale a chance here. I think I think he's going to do something because everything like again we'll talk the performances the way we press the way we go forward the substitutions the players don't even look like they want to play for him I mean I, I can't remember which game it was but when Pritchard got subbed off it might have been Ipswich I, I think you know he looked at the he looked at Bale and was like what are you doing the players that got subbed off yesterday they walked straight past Bale didn't even you know look at them and it is seven games in which you know, I was listening to, I think it was Kevin Brady on, on the radio after the game, and he's like, maybe it is a little bit harsh to want to manage it out that quick, but could a defeat against Stoke or even not a win against Stoke genuinely be the end for him? Yeah, of course it could. In fact, in fact I'll, I'll reword that. Instead of could, should that be the end? Well, it's the the only thing... I would say to that, do you do you trust, you know, we're talking about the last appointment was Speakman's big one. And to me, it's gone awfully wrong. It's like you say, we're we're football fans and we go every week and we see it every week and we're not stupid. We know we've we've seen good football, we've seen some awful football. Don't get us wrong. Um, you know, do, are you gonna trust them to then go and do it again? And you know, I I already put a tweet out saying, you know, well, who's out of work at the moment? Because those are the people we're looking at. I know yeah. there was the rumour about Will Steele when he would have cost a lot of money. That cost five million. All right, it's a lot. Of money. If you're invested in the project, you know, and he and he was the one, go and get him. 
like I say, we've got we have got the money. The money would be available. Um, and if it if it isn't, then obviously you've got a you can't come out and say, well, this is the expectation, this is that, and you know you can't keep coming out and spouting that because people are just like, well, I don't believe you anymore, you know. And every, and it seems everyone at the moment is getting, you know, really really skeptical about everybody. You know, and that's right up the top of the ownership group. And like I say, I'm more than not more than happy. But if the results on the pitch and the performances were good, I probably could, you know, not get the ump too much about not being able to buy a shirt or, you know, my you know my family struggling to get tickets, you know, because they're, you know, they're digital dinosaurs. And you know, I could overlook those things a little bit if what we're seeing. I don't, I don't see how it's gone, how it's gone wrong, but it's gone. I don't want to say catastrophe, sort of wrong, but we're we're Come certainly heading that. that way. Like I say, yeah. you know, lose lose to Stoke, and you know, it's, it's like you say, you can't lose the fans if you never had them. But it was sort of last night. I'm expecting right. You've you've had some weeks of coaching now. If he'd have had like two games every single week, I maybe would. I maybe have slight not because I don't like him. It's just just one of those, unfortunately. But I maybe would have had some slight sympathy, thinking, okay, fair enough. But if you can't get decent enough ideas across to you know to your to your already fairly decent team, we'd say you know we're not we're not at the top, we're not at the bottom. You know we are a good, very good championship team. If you can't do that, I don't tell you how you pull it round. I don't see what masterclass or tactical change or you know. Is it is going to change anything? You know, are we going to go and look for some players that maybe he fancies? You know, like a Kiefer Moore or you know those those type of rumours. And then you know we sort of two two more games down and we've lost them. You're like, well, what what do we do then? You're then asking someone to come in, put out the fire again. You know, and 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 try and go that way. But it's oh, it's just it's so messy, so messy. And like I say, last night I was expecting a really good, high pressured like performance if, if you know what I mean so not giving them a sniff which I think we did we, we sort of let them just play it around and the only reason we did win the ball is through their shit passing not because of how well we pressed yeah and I was expecting a lot more and I was I was let down and normally I get so frustrated and I'm very sweary and it was a bit like mm, okay that's you know it, the full yeah. time was when I just sort of turned turned the telly off and you know, I was a bit gutted. I didn't let my wife watch Love Island. You know, I probably it would have been easier than you know watching watching that. Like, yeah, you you want to be inspired, and well, I'm not sure it was a good decision to be fair. You know, because <laughs> sort of, you know what we saw second half just wasn't it just wasn't good enough. And you, these are good players; they're not being shown. You know, I don't think in the right way at the moment. Yeah. Well, like I said, Stoke the next game. Thankfully, don't have to worry about someone playing for another week or so. We do have to worry about is whether we're going to get any players in between now or then, because obviously, like I said, time is running out. We're now three weeks into the window and barely a, a solid rumour, yeah, um, in terms of in-goings or outgoings either. So we'll get a podcast out potentially before then as well to kind of touch on a few extra things here and there around the club before that Stoke game, but we'll also have one out after that game to talk about inevitably a Sunderland win because why wouldn't it be but until then we will see you later that's all folks